Welcome to another exciting, fruitful, meaningful, deep episode of True Wisdom. I'm joined with my co-host, Andrew. Greetings. And we are going to talk about God's Word, the Bible. What is the purpose of these 66 books that have been put together to create what we have called the Bible, Andrew? Purpose is to point us to Christ. Um, Christ said, you search the scriptures, when them you think you have eternal life, but they are they which testify of me. And um, that's John 5, 30, uh, 39. So the, the purpose of the scriptures is to point us to Christ, that we may understand and obtain salvation. That's, that's the whole point. And it gives us context, right? Tells us why we need salvation, what happened, what it used to be, what it will be, and how we can be part of all. But that's the ultimate purpose. Give us the context of the great controversy and give us, point us to Christ because he's the only one who can say. Excellent. Excellent. And what is our theme verse? Verse uh, or passage. Uh, Proverbs 9, 9 and 10, give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Proverbs 9, 9 and 10. Excellent. All right, so I will pray to start, and then we can jump right into the lesson. Okay. Dear Lord, we thank you. Um, each and every week you give us this opportunity to not only study amongst ourselves, but discuss it and then share it with others. We pray that it will be able to range far and wide and reach those we didn't even know could be reached, but it all points back to you, and so you will receive all the glory and honor and praise. Amen. Amen. <laughs> uh you know, this happens to me often enough. We've talked about it in several episodes, some of the most recent ones. You would think I would get used to it, but I'd anticipate it. You asked a question. So just before we started, I said, ah, I've got a couple of studies. Which one should we do? Did we do this one yet? I said, no, okay, you know what? Let's go do this one. And then, you you know, we start, and then you ask your question. And, and as you're getting ready to do this intro and everything, I'm looking at it because I, I, because I had the study in mind, but I didn't have a name associated with it. And as I'm looking to do that, I realize, hold on, this whole passage is tied to what he just asked. Okay, oh, excellent. So here we are. We're, we're going to Psalm 119. Psalm 119, longest book in the Bible. It's in the middle of the Bible. Essentially, if you open your Bible, you have a, a complete Old Testament, New Testament Bible, and you open it up to the middle, you should hit Psalm 119. <laughs> has 176 verses. And what's really cool about those verses are they're broken up by every eight verses and they're separated by letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Right. So if you true. look at the naming, you'll see Aleph, Beth, Gimel, Dallas, etc. Those are the names of the Hebrew letters. So that long psalm is broken up by, it was, it was poetry and ultimately a song that was set according to these eight, these eight groupings. But we're going to do two groupings 
um, we'll do A and B, as it were, first two letters in the Hebrew alphabet, which is the best. Um, and, and we're going to go through them. And, and you'll see how much they address the topic that you just mentioned, the question you asked. All right. So I'm going to start at verse one. It's interesting in Bible Gateway, the new the, the King James version does not break it up by the letters, though some of the other versions do. So I am not aware. Let's try. I know that the NIV showed the breaking. So let me just pull it up. Okay, right. so A is 1 through 8, and B is 9 through 16. Oh, they're always broken up by 8. Interesting. They're always broken up by 8 from yeah. the beginning to the end. I don't think I ever noticed that before because when you're looking at it within the Bible, you may not see it like that on, um, on mm-hmm. a web page. It's so much easier. Okay. So back to the King James Version. Blessed are the undefiled in the way. Who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do for the second. Mm-hmm. Oh no, actually do three, do three. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. So this is an interesting concept, right? Um, blessed are they that keep his testimonies. Throughout the scriptures, you'll find that the Bible refers to laws, statutes judgment, testimonies, and these are not identical words, but they're synonymous. They're, they have some similarities. So the scriptures is referenced against all of these words because it has all of those aspects. Testimonies are like a witness, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the testimonies, the Bible scripture is a witness of Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Right? Right. Witness of Jesus Christ. So, blessed are they to keep his testimony that seek him with the whole heart. Those who do that don't do iniquity because they walk in his ways. And what the Bible tells us, you know, we always get caught up in the conundrum of sinning or not sinning. What the Bible shows us is that if you're walking in the ways of God, you can't sin. Right? So, what that tells us is that whenever we do sin, we have walked out of the path of Christ. And that's the only way. You can't sin right in Christ's presence not possible. If you're abiding with him, you can't sin, because he's not sinning. And so if you are where he is, you're not sinning. But if you deviate, right, if you like Peter, on, if you allow um, unbelief or something to creep in, or you allow your thoughts to center on self, pride, then yes, you can begin that process of separation from God that leads you to sinning, even if you're physically in his proximity. Right. All right. So now we're up to verse four. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Hmm. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. Yeah, because if you're doing what's right, there is no shame in righteousness. But do we, can we ever really have righteousness on our own? Right, righteous, no, no, no. Righteousness is right doing. Right if living. we're following the principles of God, right, 
as we're following the principles of God, we're living righteously. It's not of our own, you know, it's not of our own strength, but it is, it is us doing it. You know what I'm saying? God, the, the interesting thing about the Christian experience is God doesn't make us puppets. We voluntarily submit our will to his, but he doesn't make us puppets. He leads us, guides us, motivates us, directs us, but we're not puppets. It, it's close. It can it can feel close when you completely surrender and you just let him direct. But you still have a choice because at any point you could say no, 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 give me back control. So puppets can't do that. Mm. All right. God never takes away our our freedom to choose. Yeah. Though he does sometimes shield us from the consequences. We don't. Oh, we shouldn't bank time. on that. But um, no, that's presumption. Yeah, <laughs> that's presumption. In his mercy, he may do that. But that's presumption to expect it. Verse seven: I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. See, it requires us to know his will to live his will. Mm-hmm. I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. Almost should be a different verse. Wherewith all shall a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. All right. And then one of the most famous texts mm-hmm. in 119, verse 11. Thy word have mm-hmm. I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Again, see, the, the idea is if God is, if we're aligned with Christ, if we are abiding in Christ, if His Word is hiding in our heart, sinning is virtually impossible. In order to sin, we must sever the connection, either through carelessness or deliberately. But you, you can't, you can't fall while you're anchored by Him. Okay, so I have, I take issue with that. Um, okay. You know what? No, I can't say I take issue with that. What I should say instead is we have to recognize that the anchoring is an on is a consistent, ongoing thing. It is not right. something it's not one saved always say no. Well, mm-hmm. n- not even not even something so global. I'm talking about daily, uh, hourly, because we can see you go from you Bible study one hour. Then you leave the house you're doing Bible study and you get in your car and you end up in a road rage situation because you've allowed you've allowed the 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 what you've gained, you're not holding on to it. Agreed. And that's why that's why it says hold fast till I come, right? All of the language is be consistent and continuous. Yeah, but I think sometimes as Christians we portray, we portray it as um, a, a victory, a finish line. We we portray it as yes, it's a sprint. I mean, excuse me, <laughs> yes, it's a marathon. But even on a full marathon, even on an Ironman marathon, there's still an end, and we portray the end of oh, now you're you've reached this level of of sinlessness in your life, and it really doesn't work that way. You have to. The, the Bible matter, doesn't predict it. Doesn't present it that way. I'm, I'm not saying the Bible. I'm saying we. No, we as Christians oh, sometimes sure. present it that way. 
Oh, I'm not blaming the Bible for that. But we, we portray <clears throat> goals as something we can achieve in this lifetime where once you achieve the goal, you can rest. Um, I'll, I'll give you a quick example. Um, I was talking to a friend about their marriage situation. And she was describing, um, she was describing her husband and some of the 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 issues that they were having. And what I recognized is that his mentality was, okay, during the dating period, I'm going to work hard to win the prize, and the prize to him was marriage, not right. everyday marriage, the wedding day. Then once the wedding right. day hit, he said, okay, now I've gotten my prize. I can relax. And so all the things he did during the, the dating period, he stopped doing because he had the prize. And it's the same way we treat Jesus. Well, I'm going to work hard to get my life cleaned up so I could gain Jesus. Okay, now I feel I've gained Jesus. I can quote texts. I can sing these songs. I can lead out up front in church. So I'm good. I don't have to work at it anymore. I think David was saying, yeah, no, they, it doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. The, the example I like from the scripture is Peter walking on the water. That whole, I mean, think about it. That whole scenario probably took 10 or 15 minutes. That long? You're talking about from beginning to end. I don't think he was walking on the water. The time, okay, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. He sees Jesus coming. They're concerned. Jesus says it's I. He says, can I come out? He gets out. He starts to walk towards him, then gets distracted, then he sinks, then he cries out, then Jesus rescues him, then they walk back to the boat together. Then Jesus has the, the latter end of the conversation with them in the boat. That's it's a few minutes. And in that time, he went from abiding enough to walk on water, which he could not do naturally, to sinking because he lost his grip to, restore, to being restored, right? Um, so yeah, it is moment by moment. It's not just blocks. It's not the huge blocks of time. Yep. So uh, what was I? Verse 11. Now verse 12. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. And the last verse of part B is, I will delight myself mm -hmm. in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Amen. So, right. so this is... how continuous it is. Yeah, this is... I, I think that's something we also have to learn to forgive ourselves for in that it does take a work of a lifetime. And um, if we stumble, it's not like we have to start over from day zero. We stumble, but we can just go back to where we were and, and rebuild and keep moving forward. And then peripherally, mm -hmm. you find yourself stumbling less and less and less. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So, do you want to continue on to part C? What's the <laughs> no? We've got a lot to cover. I want to. 
I want to save these. We can we can do them periodically <laughs> um, throughout. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there are 22 of them here. We've only done two. Excellent. All right. So All right. do you want to add anything else? No, I think I think it's important for us to understand um, the high points are this is an ongoing process. It's a process that requires us to be attentive to God's word, us to understand that his word directs our steps, guides us, instructs us, helps us to move forward, and that we learn about him through the word so we get the power from him, right? Because it's not just about learning about him. It's not just about learning incantations or statements or whatever. It's, it's understanding who he is, getting a relationship with him, and moving forward with him. Mm. Excellent. All right. Can you pray us out then? Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and your goodness to us. We thank you once again for these awesome psalms. We thank you for Psalm 119, which emphasizes your law, but the relationship within that. And we ask you to help us to live in accordance with your will, your statutes, your judgments, your testimonies. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, um, you've talked about there's there's 22 of these. Is this something you cover on your own podcast? What's it called? I've done again? a few of them. I've done a few of them on Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. You can find that at BibleStudy.ASBZone.com. That's BibleStudy.ASBZone.com. And um, mm-hmm. we also have... Um, truewisdom.info, where you can go and mm-hmm. get more information about the podcast we've done prior to this one and and read up on the uh, Bible principles that you can apply to everything you read within the Bible and everything you hear out there, either by word of mouth, in a sermon, or on social media, that you can go back and check against the Bible. We also can receive emails at info at truewisdom.info. And we look forward to hearing Mm -hmm. from you, covering any topics you'd like us to cover, or even discussing with us any of the lessons we've done before. So we thank you for listening, and we pray you will be blessed.